So I decided to do engineering and I just really liked the problem solving aspect of it. But there was at one point when I was in that class and, and stuff that my teacher said, like, you guys are all going to be great engineers and stuff if you do this, but to be a, a really great engineer, you need also need to understand business as well. And that kind of like, so like hmm, I actually have no idea what anything about business. Let me see like what I can do that kind of blends the two. And that's when I discovered industrial engineering. So I decided to go for that. Welcome to the Edge of Excellence podcast. This show is for current and aspiring leaders that are dedicated to showing up every day in their lives with excellence. We break down the careers of those excelling so you can understand what is out there and how to rise up in every field you choose. Let's get the show on the road, shall we? Your host has spent his life promoting global entrepreneurship, helping 20-somethings find their passion and working to help others achieve excellence. CEO of CollegeWorks, Matt Stewart. Welcome to the show and thank you so much for listening. I hope you're enjoying season three and I'm hoping that you're telling your friends all about it. We've got another great show today. We've got Alex Kemick, a senior operational engineer of the supply chain at SpaceX. Alex started as an engineer, didn't have the success he wanted finding a job, so got a master's in management. Says excellence is a mentality working hard and never settling and appreciating and showing gratitude to the relationships along the way. And that gratitude has really made a difference in his life. He's going to talk about finding what works in a career through trial and error and the need to stand out, the need to be great as you move through the process of finding out what you're going to do for a living. Welcome to the show and welcome to the Edge of Excellence. Well, Alex Kemick coming straight out of Southern California, probably about ready to go to Texas to see what's going into space under the SpaceX label. Thank you for making time out of your busy senior operational engineering supply chain management at one of the most famous and most coveted companies in the world, SpaceX. Thanks, Matt. Um, thanks for, for having me. I really appreciate the opportunity. Well, we appreciate you coming on the Edge of Excellence to share your path, share your passion, and help someone out there listening, maybe a few people listening. They're in the car right now, listening on 1.5 speed, wanting to know, how the heck do I get to work at SpaceX? So we're, before we get to that story, before we go way back in your life to see what do you need to do to get an MBA right after college, what do you need to do to get a job at SpaceX right after that MBA program? What do you, how do you take your engineering degree all the way to the pinnacle? I want to get from you. What is your definition of success? Yeah. So my, my definition really is um, living uh, the mentality of, of working hard and never settling and building good relationships with people along the way. You know, it's, it's all about creating a mindset for yourself, being willing to put in that time and effort early on so that you can fail fast and learn and then making sure that you keep, keep learning and keep raising the bar for yourself so you can um, continue to, to grow and, and be successful. And of course, while you do that, you're going to run into people and some of those people are going to definitely help you in some way. And so making sure that you, 
you appreciate those people and have gratitude and, and give back uh, when you can is really kind of what I see as the, the definition of the success and, and excellence for my own self. Yeah, when you and I used to work together, you weren't one of those people that would just come up and try to suck all the information out of me or somebody else that was on the trip with us. You were the type of person that, I guess you say gratitude, I say reciprocate maybe. You know, we would have a reciprocation. You'd have an idea, I'd have an idea. You're, you're on the podcast now, coming back and, and throwing a little gratitude my way and helping out. You're always that person. And relationships are two ways, right? So you have the mentality of working hard and never settling. You have the mentality of, I need to work early, learn, and grow. But you have the appreciation that there's people that are going to help you, but you should help them too along the way, right? Exactly. Exactly. And in the end, you might end up becoming excellent and helping launch people into space. And I know you guys keep doing that over and over and over. So before you were launching people into space, sending people up into the stratosphere with no astronaut on board, before you were part of that team, you went to college, you got a master's, you went on and uh, uh, worked a bunch of different jobs. Let's go way back to before you were excellent, before maybe even knew what excellence was, what was life like for you in high school? What were you doing to set yourself apart? Or had you even figured out you should be setting yourself apart yet? Yeah, so I um, I, I grew up in the suburbs of Chicago um, to, uh, honestly, a pretty well-off family. Mom was a doctor, dad, small business owner. So was extremely, extremely fortunate um, uh, in, in like growing up and stuff. And so very, very thankful for my parents there. Um, just went to a normal public high school and at the time, I really was just trying to be, I was just a regular guy. Like I played some soccer, hung out with friends, uh, played a bunch of video games and just focused on getting good grades. I didn't really see myself too much as like out there, or out, outstanding and stuff. And really just wanted to just kind of get, get through college and get to, or get through high school and get to a, a good college at, at the time. And it wasn't until I actually started playing soccer a, a little bit where I realized like that I, I wanted to be something more. Um, and, and primarily is because I actually wasn't the best at it. Um, I, I, all my friends were, were much better at soccer than I, and it really, it kind of bothered me because I, I didn't like losing. I didn't like being, um, lower. And so I, and I figured that, okay, if I can't beat them with my skill, maybe I can beat them with my, my work ethic. And, and that's really what I started like, doing instead of going down that, that path and just applying that mentality um, for, for the rest of my time there. Okay. So that's interesting. You found your, I guess, path to doing more through sports because you weren't very good. So you must have done something in soccer that you then applied to your life. What was it that you did? It was really about for me, just, making sure that I went on every game, every practice that there was no one else on that field that would work harder than, than I would, that would outwork me. You know, I, I basically like, I, I was a defender and my job was to prevent defensive players from, from scoring, obviously. And so that meant going for every single ball, every single tackle, running after every single uh, player and trying to prevent them from, from taking a shot, doing everything it takes to put myself in front of, between the ball and, and my goal at the end of the day. And so I decided that no one else is going to work harder than me. I'm going to be the hardest working player on the field, even though I may not be as good um, skill-wise. 
but there's no nobody else can, that's going to be uh, work harder than me. And that actually worked out okay to me. You know, like I, I ended up um, my freshman year, uh, my coach told me I would be lucky to play one or two games. I ended up playing eight or nine uh, games in total that year. And then my uh, following year, uh, my coach actually said, you know, like typically for those skill levels, uh, we'd actually cut these players. But because you showed and demonstrated just how much effort and willingness you're, and hard work you put in into this team, um, I actually am going to keep on team. And I want you to actually like drive that behavior within the other players as, as well and like be a role model uh, for them. Um, and so it was really kind of eye opening for me of like just how that was, how that ended up working, working out for me. And I, it was at that moment when I was like, you know, this is, I might be, might be onto something here. So your definition of excellence started on the soccer field in high school, your definition of excellence of I'm going to work hard and never settle and have that mentality. I'm going to find these relationships along the way to appreciate and reciprocate. I'm going to work early, learn and grow. That happened in on the soccer field. And it's funny that you say that because I had an epiphany on the soccer field. It was the opposite. I did the opposite of what you did. I didn't go after every ball. I went after no balls. I didn't go make it happen and save the goal. I went after no balls and blame the other person. And then I got cut. And I remember Shane Crowth. He was my buddy. He didn't get cut. And I was a better soccer player than him. And I got cut. And I looked at it and I said, why did I get cut? I said, oh, I had the wrong strategy. My strategy was to show that I'm the best by putting down the others. And I made the decision. No, no, I'm not going to do that anymore. I'm going to be the best by lifting the others. That was my soccer epiphany. Your soccer epiphany was you got the same one. I'm going to be the best by working harder and lifting others. You just got there by doing it the right way, not the wrong way. And if you're listening to this on 1.5 speed in your car right now, you can make mistakes and learn from your mistakes. It's better. It's better to follow this pattern. It's better to go the Alex way and just work hard from the beginning and lift people from the beginning and be that role model for um, other people. But if you're not, you can still learn the lesson and shift. So you learned it the right way. You're on the soccer field. The coaches are appreciating it. You're starting to build relationships with the coaches as one of their um, stand-in motivators. You're probably building relationships with the other uh, soccer players who see what you're doing. You didn't mention in your definition of excellence, but when you're working harder, you've got that mentality of never settling. You're building and valuing relationships. Other people want to be like you. So right there, the coaches recognize other people are going to want to be like you. They keep you on the team and your life starts changing. And then you go to one of the greatest schools in the nation. And I always know what the schools are ranked. I know uh, University of Illinois is top 30. I just looked at it the other day. So you must have had pretty good grades in addition to soccer to get into college, right? Yeah, I, you know, my grades were my grades were good. They definitely weren't like top of the class, but um, they, they were they were good enough, I guess, for, for U of I to decide I was, I was worthy of their acceptance. Well, I went to UC Santa Barbara, and it was hard to get into back then, but it's way harder now. I bet University of Illinois is the same way. So you've got one of those degrees that makes you uh, look smarter and smarter every decade as the school gets more and more prestigious, right? I hope so. <laughs> I don't know about that one, but I hope so. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that, that's, that's how you choose your school. <laughs> All right. So you're probably understating it, but you had to have done pretty well. You get into college, and how did you find your path to industrial engineering in college? Did you know coming in? How did you figure out you wanted to be an engineer? Yeah, so 
I, I chose industrial engineering, um, actually like at, at the end of high school. And that's what I applied to get into U of I. I, I chose it because a teacher in, in high school for my engineering classes. And at the time I didn't really even know what engineering was in high school, but, um, and I actually wanted to be an architect, um, believe it or not. However, um, they didn't have any architecture classes and I found out I actually couldn't really draw very well. So that's kind of a, a prerequisite to being an architect. And so didn't really uh, fit that criteria. Um, and so I decided to do engineering and I just really liked the problem solving aspect of it. But there was at one point when I was in that class and, and stuff that my teacher said, like, you guys are all going to be great engineers and stuff if you do this. But to be a, a really great engineer, you need also need to understand business as well. And that kind of like, like hmm, I actually have no idea what anything about business. Let me see like what I can do that kind of blends the two. And that's when I discovered industrial engineering. So I decided to go for that. Okay. So, and th there's a path that a lot of people have. I wanted to be a lawyer because I had the gift of gab. Why not go into business? You wanted to be an architect because you love problem solving. You love math. You like making things. Well, you can't draw. You want to go into design. You can't draw. Probably not the best place, but you found something similar where you could have the same passions, the same skills. You found your home. It was close. You were close at architecture, but you got to go out there and try things and analyze and figure out what's best for you. So you figure out industrial engineering is best for you. And uh, um, you keep going with, uh, I guess, do you change your major? Or that was the major you already had? Nope, that was the major I, I uh, started with. So you, fig you figured out architecture wasn't right for you in high school. I'm sorry, you did say that. In high school, you apply to be an industrial engineer. So you got it right at age 19. A lot of people don't get it right at age 19. That's okay. Pick yourself up, dust yourself off, try something else out. So you're taking the classes and, you know, what was life like in, in college? What were you doing in college to separate yourself or were you, um, you know, how did you know what you needed to do to get yourself to SpaceX in college or did you? Yeah. You know, I, it was interesting when I, um, when I first started there, like uh, I remember very distinctly my freshman year, um, Week two was like one of the first career fairs for, for engineering, right? I was like, okay, cool. You know, I'm at a top five engineering school um, and stuff. That's going to make me stand out, right? And so I, I get there. And when I get there, I just see a line of 200 people long, all standing and waiting to to talk with these recruiters at like this one. I think it was like Rolls Royce or something. And I remember saying to myself, like, how the heck am I going to, beat all these people or, or stand and actually get a job at the end of the day. And that's when I realized I kind of needed to do something different than everyone else. And I had remembered something that like my teacher in, in high school had said, is like, you need to go learn, learn business and cement yourself as a really expert in understanding business. And I was like, okay, cool. Well, how can I learn business? And it just happened to be a couple of days later, um, my uh, district manager from College Works walked into one of my classes and, and said, we have an interesting internship opportunity for, for people. And so I went and I interviewed for um, College Works. And when I found out about it, I was like, oh, it's uh, running up your business as a freshman. Heck yeah, sign me up. That's, that's what I want to do. That's what I want to learn. And ended up really enjoying it. And so I did it for, for three years uh, where I really learned those like fundamentals of, of business and, and relationships and and building them and being your own boss and, and everything. And 
And at the same time, like did a couple other uh, things such as like a consulting club, um, really cementing and understanding like problem solving, focused on trying to do as best I could in my classes um, to, to get the theoretical knowledge down um, as well. But um, that's really kind of the, the path I took in college. Are you enjoying the show thus far? We go through so many resources and links with this podcast, it's tough to keep up. I get it. That's why Matt and the rest of the team put together the Edge of Excellence Bundle. In it, you'll find different tools that relate to overarching themes and topics of the show. Things like disk assessment tools, time management strategies and tactics, stress and anxiety management tools, exclusive videos and episodes from this podcast that is not released anywhere else, and so much more. The best part? As a valued listener of the show, you can access the Edge of Excellence bundle 100% for free of charge. That's right, for simply being awesome and tuning in. To get access, all you have to do is go to www.collegeworks.com podcast and fill out the short form there for us to get the bundle over to you. Once again, it's www.collegeworks.com podcast. Now, back to the show. So you're in college. You know, you, you remember, you remember what these mentors have said to you. One mentor said something a couple of years back. You know, you got to figure out business. Um, you get a little overwhelmed thinking, okay, everybody wants to do what I want to do. Not everybody can. I better set myself up. And you go run this stupid painting business, which just makes no sense. You want to be an engineer at SpaceX and so you run this dumb painting company, but you find out, wait a second. This dumb painting company, it translates exactly into uh, industrial engineering or what a architecture, whatever you want to do. You've got to learn how to read people. You've got to learn how to sell your ideas. You've got to learn how to recruit and hire and manage. So you start doing that in college. You're an intern. You're an exec intern your second year. You're doing district manager recruiting your third year while studying engineering. Was it, was it hard? Was it next to impossible? How would you manage your time? Oh, it's definitely definitely hard. Um, I, I remember distinctly every every week, like planning out my week, and I think I I planned out every every hour from from seven to like nine p.m. every single day of whether I'd be in class, working on on my business, uh, homework, like hanging out with with friends, whatever. I, my calendar was was always always full. And that's really how I, I got to keep on top of things and really manage my time was just like spending the time to really think about, okay, I, I need to get these things accomplished for this week. How am I going to do that? Well, here's, I have like this amount of time here, this and so on. So then like played around with that. And then ultimately I just followed. Sometimes you had to spend more time on your business. So you had to kind of find time elsewhere. Um, vice versa, sometimes I spend more time on classes. Um, but ultimately keeping myself disciplined to 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 what I, the schedule that I set up for myself is really kind of how I was able to keep on top of everything um, at the time. Yeah, when you take 168 hours in a week and you put 20 of it to work and you put 60 of it to school and then you still have to have your friends and you still have to have your free time, and you still have to have your exercise, you better get good at time management. You better get good at building a plan and being disciplined. So trial by fire, you figured it out. You did really well at College Works, 
And then you go to Kellogg School um, at Northwestern, which is one of the best business schools, and you get a, a master's in management studies. Why'd you pick that? Yeah, so it was actually at the end of my uh, senior year of of college where, you know, I was, I throughout my time in my industrial engineering degree, I found out I liked problem solving, but I actually liked more of the business type of problem solving. And so kind of the, the path that people typically take um, or that I found was interesting was actually going into consulting. And so I actually wanted to be a consultant in my end of my senior year. I interviewed for these consulting companies. Actually, I actually didn't get anything. I didn't get a single offer um, that year. And it kind of really, I guess, like pissed me off a little bit. And I was like, why the heck? Here I am. I had run this business. I had done all these other things. And I'm not even getting into what I want to do. Like, what the heck here? And so I decided that, you know, I'm going to actually go go something else. I'm going to do something to set myself apart even further. And I'm going to try this master's uh, program because, I mean, Northwestern, obviously, great school. Um, and the program itself sounded really interesting. I, I remember talking with one of the current students when I was figuring out whether I wanted to do it. And, he, and just hearing like his excitement and, and his passion about like what they were learning and what they were getting to do just really sounded really cool and, and interesting to me. Um, and so I ended up applying for it and was lucky enough to get accepted and, and get in there at the end of the day. Mentality of working hard and never settling. And that's surprising because a lot of times doing the college works thing might be enough. And I wonder why it wasn't for you, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because you have this definition of excellence where the mentality is we're going to work hard and we're never going to settle. We're going to work early. We're going to learn. We're going to grow. We're never going to settle. So instead of crying in your Cheerios, you decide, okay, wait a second. I still have this goal. What am I going to do? I'm going to divert a little bit. I'm going to go spend another year in school. I'm going to add even more to my resume. So you're constantly building. You're constantly growing. Just like you said, working early, learning, you're still young. You go to Kellogg School, which is amazing. You must have done really well in college. Don't forget the grades where you're in college. You don't get to go to the Kellogg School of Management if you didn't get good grades in college. So you're balancing all this stuff. This really tough job at college works. Um, getting great grades, you go to Kellogg School. And then after Kellogg School, you decide to just take an internship, not a full-time job. You kind of take an internship at this company you want to go work at. SpaceX. And while you're there, they must have seen something in you. What was it that got you the full-time job from the internship? You took a little risk, took an internship. How did it turn into a full-time job at SpaceX? Yeah. So I, I interned with the Dragon Supply Chain team. Um, and and just, you know, like... Are those the people that... that are they the ones that give the dragon the food? Or are they the ones <laughs> that put the collar on the no, dragon? They're, they're, they're the ones that oil the dragon's skin? What is the dragon supply? The dragon chain supply chain, they're actually responsible for like planning and, and uh, buying all the material and hardware that actually is used to, to build it. And so everything that you see on the dragon vehicle, all that, um, someone on the supply chain team actually had to plan and, and buy the material or buy the part itself already assembled. So that we could go and, and build it and put it all together. I think I think you I think you lost your sense of humor along the way with all this engineering. <laughs> um, that was incredibly funny. It was pretending like I didn't know what the dragon rocket was was incredibly funny. But we'll move on. So you're bringing in all the equipment to make a spacecraft, and SpaceX doesn't have ten of everything sitting in a warehouse somewhere in Texas. It comes when you need it. 
They've got just-in-time um, supplies coming in. Maybe now it's a little different because of COVID. So you're part of the team that gets everything to the right place at the right time as an intern, and it became a full-time job because what did you have that other people didn't have? So I, it was actually just my, I think it really came down to my mentality and, and kind of what I talked about earlier with relationships and like trying to give back. Um, you know, I, um, it was about like a month or two months into my internship. Uh, I was working on this, this project for my manager and it ends up, I had to go chat with uh, a different, um, different person on a different team uh, to complete it. And so I, I went over and I, I talked with them about it and showed them what I was working on. I said, oh, this looks really, really cool and actually very similar to to something I was working on um, with, with this other guy um, named um, Dominic Lin. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. Um, and he asked me, do you want to to work on that with me? And so I was like, well, yeah, I'm working on this project, but you know, I'd love to hear more about it and, and like try and figure out how I can uh, help um, if, if it's something I can help with. And so the last month I, I kind of worked almost two, two internships in a sense of like, I was working for my current team and then I was, I was helping out um, these other two coworkers with, with their project. Um, and it ended up being that at the end, um, I actually got the return offer from the other team. I, I ended up deciding just to go and help um, because they, they saw like, my, my just willingness to to help and willingness to learn um, and that I, I just had that that mentality of like I was going to work really hard and, and going to make a diff try and make a difference and and add value to to the company and, and they they saw the value of that and so they they sent me they offered a, a me a return position uh, to be on the, their team people don't want to work with the kid that lets the soccer ball go by and then yells at the person that kicked it and tells them to kick it more to them. They want to work with the kid that chases every soccer ball and saves every goal. So you're out there working on your team, helping out the other team. You got it in soccer. You got that mentality of working hard and never settling. You got it in soccer. Appreciate the relationship. Show gratitude. You got it in soccer. Work early, learn and grow. And all of a sudden, people see that it's part of your character. And if you're listening right now and you haven't defined your values, if you're listening right now, you haven't figured out what you stand for, that's okay. Pause for a second. Press pause on this player. Write some things down that you think you stand for. Write some things down that you think you're interested in because the path that we're talking about here, work hard, build relationships, give back, try, try again, plan and replan and constantly looking for what you love. So nobody knows what supply chain management is. Nobody knows what the supply chain technology team is. You're the senior operations engineer for the supply chain technology team. You've worked on the Dragon. You've worked on the Falcon. What exactly does that mean? What do you do on a daily basis? What's your job like? Yeah, so my uh, main role is to um, identify, develop, and implement solutions on some of the more uh, strategic and pressing challenges that our supply chain team faces. Um, kind of just in a nutshell, I am a more of an internal consultant with uh, a focus on our, our processes and, and systems. Um, and in particular, I'm, I'm right now doing this with the Starship vehicle, which is um, what the vehicle that's going to hopefully take us to uh, humanity, uh, for that matter, to, to Mars and, and beyond. And while I'm doing that, I'm also like, 
since I'm a, a senior level engineer, I also serve as like a guide or and mentor for other people within my team and, and just without within the rest of, uh, of um, the supply chain team on provider recommendations on, on everything of how to do simple like data analysis to how should we set up our processes to what is our overall strategy of like how we're actually going to achieve some of our organizational goals. And I really discovered that I just have this this passion and, and I guess this niche for for solving these types of problems and and I enjoy helping people and I, I and ultimately I can't think of a bigger problem to solve than how are we going to get the human race to be a spacefaring civilization? Um, so that's what really kind of excites me and, and gets me up every morning. Yeah, back back before you went to college when you were in high school, you, you decided industrial engineering might be the thing because you like solving problems, because you like math. Then you move into college, you try the business thing out at College Works, and you realize, wait a second, I and consulting, I like the problem solving in business more than just in math. I like all sorts of problem solving, mathematical, business. And then you start looking for different things that might fit into that. And if you're listening right now, that's what I meant when I said, pause it. What do you like? Pause, write it down. Write down 100 things. And you'll be more aware of what you like. You'll start seeing things a little bit more clearly and you're honing in over time, right? You, you honed in a little bit in high school. You honed in a little bit in college. You honed in a little bit at College Works. You honed in a little bit at Kellogg. You honed in a little bit at the internship and you're one of the lucky ones. Lucky, by the way, is preparation meeting opportunity. You were prepared. You even had to go to school an extra year to get prepared. You were prepared when the opportunity knocked. You had been paying attention. So you kind of have this understanding of who you are, an understanding of where you want to be, which takes some energy and some thought process. Other people start seeing it and you get hired onto the team. And then later on, you're promoted and now you're a guide and a mentor and you're helping others build their careers. You're also a big strategic thinker. You were talking about the strategy of your supply chain management. The strategy, I'm assuming there's a big corporate strategy and then you're figuring out how to support the corporate strategy with the supply chain strategy. Is that right? Exactly. And not everybody in engineering does that, but the leaders do. Not everybody in architecture does that, but the leaders do. So you've developed a skill set of helping and building and growing and thinking strategically that all your life you've been developing it and now you found your home to apply it. And that's a lot of what a, a getting a great career is, is finding a home to apply your passions and your skill set. And now you're at SpaceX, that is your home. Um, what's the next step? After you're the senior operations engineer and you're figuring out how to get me a guest house on Mars, what's the next step at SpaceX for you? Yeah, so for me, I really want to continue honing my my leadership uh, abilities and and everything. And you know, like I said, I, I really enjoy kind of what I do and and the, the place I work. Um, and so I, I definitely want to want to want to keep being here. But at the same time, like open to other opportunities. Like I, I've done this operations engineering role for for a little three and a half years now. And so there might be other things I can I can go and learn, like for example, how to lead a uh, production organization. Um, I know a few people that have been in similar roles as me that have gone on to do that within the company. How to lead 
or, or find opportunities to make an impact in the engineering side of the organization um, as well. And so I, I definitely want to continue looking and seeing like where there's opportunities for me to continue gaining that, that experience and that leadership thing. Cause I think for me, that's my next level. That's my next bar is, is really applying what I've, I've learned so far into a more leadership type of type of role. So I can continue making a, a greater impact than I can just by myself and, and hopefully continue making a difference in people's lives and, and helping them uh, with their own, own careers or, or own and meet their own goals. And that's another key to excellence. If you really want to be a leader and you really want to apply all your learning to help this business, and you really want to learn more and more so you can further the vision of the company you're working in, they want you to do that too. I mean, you'd have to be crazy to not want somebody that wants to learn and grow. You'd have to be crazy to not want somebody that's constantly waking up every day to work hard and never settle. That's constantly waking up thinking about how to be gracious about their relationships. It's constantly thinking about how can I learn and grow and apply it to this organization? And oftentimes people get a little selfish, especially if you're millennial or Gen Z, you know, the world has revolved around you all your life, right? We want to make sure you're doing well. We want to make sure you're happy. We want to check in on you. And then there becomes this thought that, oh my gosh, the world revolves around me, but it doesn't. It's about what impact you're making in the world. So you've been moving along with this attitude of gratitude and that got you the job, got you the promotion. And if you have, you're listening right now and you've got that attitude of gratitude and you're doing the best you can to learn and grow and be better every day for the company that you're working with, they're not going to want to give up on you. They're going to want to keep you for a quite a few more days. They're going to want to give you those opportunities. So you keep moving along. You keep doing these wonderful things. Do you have anything when you look back in your past? Do you have anything, sacrifices that you made that you look back and you say, thank goodness I made those sacrifices? What sacrifices do you not regret? Yeah, I, I think it really, the, the one I do don't regret at, at all was like, when I was doing college, you know, going, spending, spending the time working on my business. I, I remember at the time, like my roommates, like other people um, that I like was, was semi friends with the college, like all talking about like, uh, what kind of cool, cool thing they did over the weekend or, or how cool that party was. And I remember they asked me, Oh, well, Alex, what did you do? And I said, Oh, well, I, I was back home. I was working on my business. And I remember you getting kind of the eye rolls of like, okay, whatever, you know? And like, continue the conversation, loser, nerd, whatever. Right. And I just remember saying, oh, that's okay. Like, I mean, to each their own, right? Like I, you guys do your thing. I'm going to do my thing. And it really taught my, it really taught me like that it's about, you know, like I said before, learning uh, as fast as you can, understanding yourself, growing your skill set. Like it, it ends up kind of being like an investment at the end of the day where, you, you do that early on, keep doing it, keep doing it. Eventually just grows and grows and grows. Um, and so for me, I know I'm still like, I'm pretty young. I'm still out there learning and forging my, my path. Um, I, I have a general direction of where I think I'm going. Um, and I know there are plenty of things I still want to want to do and learn, but so far I, I have, I wouldn't have changed anything about um, where I'm at today. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I got that same thing in college. Stuart, why are you working so hard? 
Stuart, doesn't matter what you know, it matters who you know. No, it doesn't. It matters what you do with what you know and who you know. It matters that you wake up and you work hard and you never settle. That's the what you know. It matters that you have the attitude of gratitude with the relationships. That's the who you know. It's what you do with what you know and who you know. And now you're figuring out how to get us to Mars. You're figuring out maybe how to take everything toxic off of the planet and put it into space to be toxic, do all our manufacturing in space. You're part of the team that's coming up with these great dreams because way back in college, you did a little bit more work and a little less partying. I mean, you don't have to party 24 seven in college. You still, you still had fun. I, I went to Mexico with you. I went to Vegas with you. You still had a pretty good time, but you didn't have a good time all the time. And in fact, you've been talking about it. You have a good time waking up early and going to work, don't you? You like what you do. Absolutely. That's my my favorite time of the week is actually Monday morning when I can sit down and like figure out what do I want to achieve this week. Um, that's my, my favorite time of the week. And who, I remember my dad saying, people don't like their job your age. How, how come you do? People don't like Mondays, dude. <laughs> people don't like Mondays, Alex. How come you like Mondays so much? How come? It's a, it's a blank slate. It's a blank slate for the week of like, okay, I know I have a full week now to dedicate my time on, on achieving something. What what are those things I want to want to get up? Obviously, you have things, projects that need to get done, right? But like, I, I see it as the opportunity of like, what am I going to accomplish this week, and and what am I going to do this week that'll set me up for the next week and the following and the and the week after that, and eventually like thinking in terms of months and and eventually years of like. I just break it down my goals into every single, what do I need to achieve every single week? Like that's kind of how I've, I've approached a, a lot of things and like being able to ultimately accomplish some of those things. You like Mondays because you tried and tried again, because you realized you couldn't draw and you couldn't be an architect. So you wanted to be a engineer. You like Mondays because you plan and replan. You like Mondays because you didn't get what you wanted and you went back to the drawing board and got another degree so you could get what you wanted. You like Mondays because you spent your lifetime trying to figure out what you can do with your life so that you will like Mondays, right? It's on purpose. And maybe it wasn't on purpose, but there was a path that you followed and you've done a really good job laying it out for others, a path you followed to be able to chase your dreams. And I really appreciate you making time to come on the show today. I know you're busy. I know you're figuring out where that space part is and how to get that spaceship to Mars. I really appreciate you taking time to share your story and help other people that you don't even have a relationship with. Help me spread the word who you do have a relationship with. Take care of our little podcast from the company that you worked at so long ago. You are continuing to give back. You are living your values. Thank you so much for making time to be on the Edge of Excellence today. Absolutely. Thank you, Matt. It's been a pleasure. I hope you enjoyed that episode today on the Edge of Excellence podcast. Make sure to hit subscribe on whichever platform you're listening to this. If this episode made you think of someone, go ahead, take a screenshot and share this exact episode with them. This show exists to showcase what is possible when young leaders are willing to step out of their comfort zone and choose to excel in their lives. To learn more about our internship for young and ambitious students, www.oneinternship.com slash podcast to see if it's something that makes sense for you. Once again, it is www.oneinternship.com slash podcast. 
Let this be a reminder for you to live on the edge of excellence in your business and life. See you next time.